Hey, Kaylee, who would you say are the biggest names in dog photography? Oh, I mean, off the top of my head, probably Sophie Gamond, Alicia Zimiswowska, Seth Castile, Craig Turner Bullock, Taryn Bayer, Carly Davidson, Alex Kearns, Elka Vogelsong, Charlotte Reeves, Nicole Begley, Andrew Knapp, and Ewan Shane. Honestly, I'd throw you, Kaylee Greer, in that mix, too. Aw, thanks. And I suppose I'd throw you, Sam Haddix, in there, too. You know, by default. Why do you ask? Uh, well, I was thinking, wouldn't it be incredible if we can get every single one of those amazing photographers, and me, all together in one incredible location for a once-in-a-lifetime event? What a very specific and pointed question. <laughs> it just so happens that the exact hypothetical event you've described is very real, and it's called Shutterhound. Shutterhound? Wow, love it. And when exactly is this Shutterhound you speak of? Why? <laughs> Did you pronounce shutter so specifically, number one? And number two, it's September 5th, 6th, and 7th, 2023 at the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, baby! Sounds amazing. The only thing that would make it even better would be a special speaking engagement with the most famous dog photographer of all time, William Wegman. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not mention that William Wegman is our special guest speaker? All right, I'm sold. Where do I sign up? Well, you should probably know this since we're the ones hosting this conference, but head to www.shutterhoundconference.com to sign up. Shutterhoundconference.com. Got it. And put on your party pants, because we're Shutterhound bound. Shutterhound, September 5th, 6th, and 7th, 2023 at the Mirage Las Vegas, Nevada. Head to shutterhoundconference.com to learn more. Party pants not included. everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Adventures in Dog Photography. Uh, you may be able to tell from the very clean and uninterrupted intro that Kaylee Greer is actually not here today. But I am joined, however, by my very good friend, my bro, or as he might say in his country, my brew. This would be Craig Turner Bullock from <laughs> Photography. Craig, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good, and I would not say that, Sam. You wouldn't say brute? <laughs> I think probably in New Zealand. No, we'd probably say cuz. Cuz? In New Zealand. If oh. I was a real Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my my only, um, uh, even though I've been to New Zealand, like my only point of reference is, um, oh God, what's a, a Taika Waititi's character from um, uh, from the Marvel movies? The, the huge rock guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, don't know what the rock's name is, but yes, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Yes, because he just walks around calling <laughs> everyone Brute. All right, Brute. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to go completely on a tangent right from the outset. Do it. Because, you know, I've got to kind of fill in a bit for Kaylee, right? Please. Um, you really should watch Our Flag Means Death if you haven't watched that series already, because he, he's in it. He plays Blackbeard, the pirate, and it's absolutely hilarious. That's awesome. Um, it, um, so I've only I've seen a like, recommendation. Please, yes, um, I'll take all, all of your recommendations. I do love uh, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Um, and I've seen yeah. like the first episode or two, but for whatever reason, I think I started watching it during a trip and just like, it just immediately fell off, off my radar. But, um, yeah. but I'm, I'm in desperate need of new shows really right good. now. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think they're filming a season two as well. So yeah, there'll be more. Nice. Um, yeah. For anyone, uh, curious or, or concerned about, uh, Kaylee's whereabouts, um, if you know that, um. Uh, that scene from Star Wars where they they show Darth Vader, he's getting his like helmet like surgically installed on onto his head. He's coming out of like a cryogenic sleep or something like that. That's what's happening to Kaylee right now, but it's her hair. Uh, they're installing her hair, uh, and you can think about that. <laughs> you can think about that movie when you think about Kaylee getting her hair <laughs> surgically installed. Actually, do you know how many people um, 
actively come up to Kaylee and pull on her hair um, and, and then go, oh, I, I thought it was imagine. a wig. Um, I, I haven't had anybody come and pull my hair, but I do get <laughs> lots of people asking me about it and how long it takes and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yes. And um, yeah, just asking heaps of questions. So yes. I can imagine. Uh, yes. But people, pulling on it, man. People are, are pretty bold. Some and people that, don't have personal boundaries. It, yeah. is, it is Kaylee's real hair, despite me uh, saying that she's getting installed right now. Um, Craig, you still rock, uh, rocking a purple mohawk at the moment? I sure am, and I actually was repurplified yesterday. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was sat at the salon for three hours waiting for that to happen too. Wow, um, were you waiting for that long, or did that take that long to do? It yeah, that takes about three hours. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's commitment. I had the full works done. Got to get those roots bleached out, put yep. the color on, yep, and have a cut. <laughs> takes its time. Um, in, in exciting news in our little town, my local barber uh, just got a dog for the shop. Um, so now I've, I go into the barber shop and there's a little lab running around and, you know, biting on my knuckles and trying to untie my shoelaces. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a welcome addition to, to any shop really. Yeah. It's always nice when you go in somewhere and there's a little resident dog there, isn't it? We've got, um, at, at the place that Chris gets his hair done, they've got a little Frenchie that, um, that lives there and he always sits on everybody's laps when they're having their hair cut and whatever yeah Yeah. it's very cute are most new zealand businesses dog friendly not really no no no. new zealand's not the most dog friendly of places i have to say we have a lot of dogs here but um i think there's a long way to go you know you can't really take them into the city with you actually dogs are banned in some cities completely you can't take you can't take dogs into the central business district of wellington at all wow um yeah, so it's it it's not really somewhere where you go and take your dogs to the cafe at the weekend or anything. Mm-hmm. It's becoming much more um, dog friendly, and there are definitely a few dog friendly spaces popping up. Um, but yeah, you can't take you can't take your dogs into cafes or into anywhere that serves or sells food. Um, but yeah, there are there are a few places now that are bending the rules a little bit or mm-hmm. just breaking them entirely and letting you take your dogs inside it, it, um, it is really interesting yeah. to see how different yeah. different places handle that i remember being in um in amsterdam and there were just dogs just at the tables with people in like really fancy restaurants like fancy sit-down restaurants um which is something i had never seen before basically the rule was like don't have your dog up on the table um and other than that that's it's fine uh yeah it's funny because well i mean well we were in scotland like a year, just over a year ago I right oh it's been a year um and like seeing dogs literally everywhere in scotland was mm-hmm. just crazy i know um i love yeah it. i just you just don't see it here I, I thought it was amazing you're walking around the supermarket and people are doing their weekly grocery shop with their dogs with them. Yep. <laughs> um, and they were at the pub and at the restaurants and just everywhere. It was just fabulous. That's the best. Uh, so speaking of Scotland, um, super excited to have you on the show today because um, one of my favorite shoots of all time was a shoot basically where I was just kind of assisting you uh, and Kaylee was <laughs> literally shopping. Um, so we'll, um, <laughs> let me, let me, I'll, I'll give, I'll give the whole, the whole rundown. Um, but it's, it's such a wild, it's such a wild story. I love it so much. And, um, uh, yeah, she can, she can just enjoy this one from afar. Cause this is adventures in dog photography with Sam and Craig. Um, yes. So, so as you mentioned, yeah, a year ago we were in Scotland. Um, so, there is a series of workshops uh, co- commonly referred to as the Barkas, um, but the actual the actual name of it, what uh, petphotographyretreats.com. I mean, that's the website, right? Um, but but I guess it's just most commonly referred to as the Barkas, and we were doing uh, our Scotland version, uh, which which was called Barklander, and we, I think we've mentioned this before, but. Um, you know, one of the things that we do a lot when we travel is we try to say like, okay, well, we're going all the way, you know, across the world or like to a totally different country. We might as well, you know, plan a fun trip either before or after the workshops that we're doing. And so I'll try to give the quickest version of the story because it, it, it we, we had quite 
a long trip with uh, you, myself, Kaylee, our friend Ken, and also a surprise guest, uh, Rebe. Um, basically what had happened is Rebe was one of our workshop attendees and she was traveling from Costa Rica by herself, which is very brave, very, very commendable. And um, she decided that, you know, she was going to take a tour of the UK after the workshop. And so about what three days prior to the workshop ending, her tour just canceled on her and she had no place to go. And basically we said like, okay, well, we'll help you try to find another, another tour uh, in worst case scenario. I don't know, come with us or something. We won't leave you stranded. So we found her another tour and the, the day before the workshop ended, that one canceled as well. And so we're like, okay, don't freak out. But hey, if you want to come along with us, we got all these crazy adventures planned. Come with us. Uh, and she and she did. And it was a it was a welcome addition to our crew. So we had a whole crew traveling around the UK, traveling around Scotland. Um, Kaylee mentioned last week um, just a little bit about our um, Isle of Skye adventure. But that, as as I'm sure you can attest, is worthy of its own full length episode. Um, We'll keep... Yeah, absolutely. That was pretty magic too. It, it was. It was magic. The whole and the... trip was just incredible. It it absolutely was, and this this was a, a huge highlight for me. Um, I'll try I'll try to to speed us up to the day of the shoot because again, there's there's many many adventures we've gone on in in between the workshop and this point we're about to get to. But basically, what happens is we we, we all wind up in Edinburgh. Am I pronouncing that correctly? By the way, I'm going to get a lot of flack from our our UK listeners. Well, that's how Americans say it, but I think that most uh, British people say Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Not, or Edinburgh. 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 How about Edinburgh? Edinburgh? Yeah, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> I'll just go Edinburgh. Okay. Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's Canadian, though. <laughs> Brew is like Canadian, I'm sure. It's not New Zealand. <laughs> um, for Yes, for any of our UK listeners, you're just going to have to just take it easy on me and, and my Americanisms. Um, but uh, what wound up happening is... is Craig, you had been uh, you had been nonstop. Uh, first of all, scheduling dog models uh, and also working on a huge project of your own. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that project? I don't want to give anything away if you're keeping it under wraps. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I <laughs> I'm not very good at keeping anything under wraps, <laughs> but yeah, well, so I've talked about it a few times, but yeah. Um, Basically, since, uh, well, since 2018, I've been working on a, 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 well, it's turning into a pretty long-term project, although I have escalated it a little bit, Um, but I've been working on this project, which is Dogs of the World, and I have been photographing dog breeds in places that are um, iconic places in areas where the dogs come from or where they have close associations with and, and are well-known. So, um, yeah, I lined up some dogs for whilst I was in Scotland um, to continue with the project yep. pretty much. And, um, and, and years ago as well, when, when you came to visit us in Boston, you made sure to photograph a Boston in Boston. Yes, right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many, many, many dogs yep. that you're, you've photographed for, for yep. this huge project. Um, and I've got, um, I've got about 30 all done already now. So 30, 30 out of progressing nicely (laughs) out of how many are you hoping for? Well, (laughs) my goal is to get, my goal is to do 50 or 60 dogs for the book. Um, I have got a list of like 200 and something (laughs) breeds overall though. Um, there's so much potential. I'd love to be able to get to them all, but. I, I don't know that's a that's a life's work i reckon but yeah hey if i'm gonna make a life's work then why not travel the world photographing dogs exactly. for it? so we'll it's, see what, it, what goes beyond the 50 or 60 i need but it's beautiful yeah. work <laughs> um so so yeah so so you had you had scheduled in a number of them around the uk and we had been you know uh sometimes kaylee would come with you or sometimes you know i'd, I'd drop you you know because uh, i was the one driving the the rental car drop you at a shoot or something but this one was a couple hours away from edinburgh and um it, we were trying to figure out logistically like you know <clears throat> our, our our trip was like kind of uh a little rushed in some spots and we didn't have a lot of time there so kaylee and our friend ken and rebe they all really wanted to see 
um, the city and they wanted to maybe do a little shopping and all that stuff. But you had a shoot plan that was a few hours away. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll come with you because you had kept on uh, mentioning this very particular, uh, very uh, different breed of dog I had never heard of before. And I thought it was really fascinating. And uh, I was just very curious as to kind of be along for the ride. Uh, and this dog's breed is the Dandy Dinmont. So can you tell me where did you first yes. where did you first hear about the Dandy <laughs> Dinmont and what what drew you to this particular dog? Um, I, it's really funny. Uh, I think the first time I ever heard of this breed was on some uh, one of those TV shows about dogs, and um, I'd seen this dog breed and heard about it and. So I was aware that they existed. I knew that they were quite um, quite a rare breed. And, um, yeah, and then when I was researching for Dogs of the World, Scotland dogs, I realised that uh, the Dandy Dinmont Terrier was a Scottish breed. I'd never met one before. I'd never even seen one before. Um, and... Uh, a good friend of mine back at home in Guernsey, um, her parents own a dog grooming salon and said, oh, well, we've got one. There's one in Guernsey. We groom we groom a Dandy Dinmont in Guernsey. So if you can't get one in Scotland, then we can sort it out for you when you're back at home. And it's like, yeah, well, that's awesome. And I would really like to meet one, but I definitely need this dog to be in Scotland. So as often what I'll do when I'm preparing for a trip and needing to find these specific breeds for these specific locations, I put a model call out on my Facebook page um, for Scottish breeds. And so I asked for Border Collies, Golden Retrievers, Gordon Setters, uh, Scottish Terriers, West Highland Terriers. Sky Terrier is another one, and the Dandy Dinmonts. And um, so I know that the Sky Terriers and Dandy Dinmonts are, are pretty rare, both of them. And, you know, I, I really wanted to get them. I did not expect to have my first email be from somebody who had not one, but two Dandy Dinmont Terriers. Yep. <laughs> um, I thought that that would be the least likely dog breed that I would be able to actually find and, and team up with and get some shots of. But it was actually the first response I got. That's amazing. And then the story just went just uh, 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 even further and even crazier from there. Yes. <laughs> with, with, these, with these dogs and, and their owners. Yeah. Yes. I want I want to um, I, I want to talk about uh, Callum, the owner, in, in just a minute. Um, if if anyone's uh, listening to this and they're driving or something, they have no idea what a Dandy Dinmont is. What do you think the closest looking kind of typical breed? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, it's kind of short and long, a bit like a dash hound, but it's really shaggy haired, like it kind of looks uh, like, I guess, a like a Westie almost. Yeah, yeah. I suppose a, a little bit, a little bit Shih Tzu looking. Um, yeah, a little bit, um, a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. That's probably probably accurate i think yeah i had i had never yeah. i never seen one heard of one and i purposely didn't um look look them up on the way to the shoot just so i could be kind of just totally surprised in fact i, I gave them their own uh mythology and backstory on my own uh and their yeah. own theme song yeah. if you remember me singing it nonstop on the on the way down yes, i do yeah <laughs> i am um, i think that i think that your story and your mythology is far more interesting to tell than the actual day of the shoot but but even well, even still the the well, shoot was still pretty epic yes well um, like according yeah. to me they have their own their own customs you're not allowed to look at them directly in the eye you do have to bow um you know present them with a formal gift that's that sort of thing um I, I had no idea what they would be like. It turns out they're they're super friendly and and very and very adorable. But um, but yeah. So so the, so the day of the shoot, you and I take off and we're driving through the Scottish countryside and you know driving through these quaint little towns and everything. And it's a beautiful drive. And um, I'm talking talking to you about like again like how how did the shoot come about? Where where are we shooting? And and you're like oh. I got permission to shoot in this like very special house. Um, and again, I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, but can, what can you tell us about Bow Hill House in this uh, town of, um, I'm going to mispronounce it again, probably Selkirk. Um, but what, what do you know about yeah. Bow Hill House and how in the heck did you get permission to shoot here? 
<laughs> okay, so um, Bow Hill House is um, is a stately home. Uh, it's quite a large estate in Scotland um, with tons and tons of history. Uh, I guess in in the for the purposes of the shoot and in our story, the significance of the location is that this is the place where. Uh, the the breed was originated really the dandy dinmont terrier came about from the duke uh, or a previous duke of Bacluch some time ago kind of inventing the breed and getting it working to get it recognized as an as an actual breed so um i think in terms of dogs of the world and shooting dogs in locations that are meaningful and iconic for <laughs> the the breed of dog I'm working with, uh, you can't get much more important much more, to much more specific than, than this <laughs> Scottish stately home where the breed came from. Um, yeah, and that just came about. So it turns out the the dogs uh, the dog's owner Callum, um, who was just absolutely fantastic at um, helping me organise this all and making it happen, um, he actually lives on the estate and does some work for the the current duke and duchess of of Bacluch. um and so he got permission for us to take his dogs and shoot around the grounds of of the house yeah um it's usually closed uh, you know a lot of stately homes now are open to the public uh bowhill house is open to the public um for very limited times during the year um so it's not just a, a place where people can go and wander and look around so um yeah and, and as i understand it the duke and duchess who who live there that's their main home they are quite private people so yeah we were really really lucky to be able to get permission to go and, and use the grounds and and the the home as a, a backdrop for the for the shoot really 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 lucky and and we, so we, we we pull up and um yeah, Callum is there, and for those of you who want to picture Callum, you can just picture Liam Neeson. Um, he's he's very Liam Neeson esque, um, but but I I can't I can't believe how sweet and welcoming, and also how proud of these dogs um, he was. And it was really cool. He was really excited to tell us all about the history of the breed. Um, one of the sweetest things was that um, the so the Dandy Dinmont is the um, the only breed of dog that has its own tartan. Um, and for those of you not familiar with a, a tartan, it's a, it's a pattern um, that you would see in, in Scottish uh, garb. Um, can you, can you describe it any, any better than that? It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to call it flannel. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's like the, the, the checkered pattern, patterning, mm-hmm. Um, that you know that they are that they make kilts from and and um, you know and they have their waistcoats and their mm-hmm. um, and, you know um, traditional uh, dr- uh, dress I guess yeah of um, fancy dress of the Scottish <laughs> people from way back when and um, yeah lots of different um, families and houses and things they have their own tartan so um, you know there'll be a tartan for a specific home and family group and you know uh, clans i think this is what what they're actually called scottish clans yep. so yeah so this dog has has its own recognized tartan which mm. is a really nice black and white tartan pattern it is and so um, and so callum was wearing that tartan on his vest and also the dog had the yep. tartan on its leash which was which was beautiful yeah, and, 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 and collar, collar yeah yep yep yeah um, it was very yeah. sweet. And do you remember the names of the, the two dogs um, that we worked with? Yeah, Lucy and Clementine. Lucy and Clementine. And, and um, they're on um, they're yeah. on Instagram, right? Yeah, um, Bowhill Lucy on Instagram, I think, is is their, um, is their Instagram. And, um, yeah, they're such, such cool dogs. And, yeah, I mean, Callum and his wife, um, Kirsty, mm-hmm. like, they were just so um so besotted by the breed and were like encyclopedic knowledge about 
all the dogs, all where they came from, what their history was. Like I could have sat and listened to them talking about the dandy Dinmont Terrier all day long. And we almost did in the end, didn't we? But Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they knew the family tree and could trace, uh, their dog Lucy back to, um, like the original line. Um, yeah. Um, fascinating. The, the dogs were also, um, in a book, uh, oh, Guy Mannering, the book by Sir Walter Scott, right? That, that's where the, um, that's where the name came, where comes from, right? The name of the breed come from. There's a character in that book called Dandy Dinmont, and that's where the dog's breed was was named from. Um, I believe that uh, Walter Scott was also a, a person who advocated for the actual dogs themselves and um, and the breed and the breed to be recognised back in the day too. So uh, all these ties to this location and to these dogs and the history and the story is just just absolutely fascinating and and um yeah um and and the dogs were just so endearing so sweet um yeah well that that's that's was, the thing that was such a that's the thing that you never know exactly how it's going to go as well as like when, when you get there like okay like this is it's a very rare breed like it's a very like it's it's an opportunity you don't know what the people are going to be like you don't know what the dogs are going to be like and it turns out that that both were incredibly lovely the the dandy dinmons were uh were very easy to work with from from what i remember very like friendly cuddly like mild mannered not really skittish or anything like that just perfectly happy to be at home kind of romping about the estate um my my favorite part too is when we when we pull in, we're talking to to Callum for just a minute, and he's and he says like, oh yes, by the way, the the Duke is home, so you know just you know he basically said like be on your best behavior, and we're like okay yeah, and and so like first the first <laughs> thing I do was was put my drone back in the car, <laughs> I'm like okay we yeah. won't we won't be flying <laughs> let's this not, today let's not use the drone today <laughs> we won't be doing that. Um, but I was, I was there basically to assist you grab some behind the scenes videos, any, anything that's needed. But I mean, this is, this is, this is your shoot. And so, um, you know, it, Callum's taking us on a little bit of a, of a tour of the grounds and he brings us around to the back. Um, and it's just the most, it's the most stunning, sprawling sort of estate on these, um, rolling hills going down to a lake uh you can't it's really hard to ask for like a more picturesque sort of setting uh and my favorite part too was the um uh the robot uh lawnmowers that were that were cruising around <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they were just yeah they were just like three lawnmowers just wandering around the, the grounds keeping it nice and trim yes <laughs> um so so uh can you uh, for for anyone that isn't able to check out um our Instagram and that's Instagram and uh, it's at adventures and dog photography. Um, do you want to describe uh, this photo that we're going to, to share there? It's um, I believe one of your panoramic images, um, one of your dogoramas. Yeah. So, it yeah. is. So, yeah. So as you said, we, we went around to the back of, of the property, which is the, the side of the property that looks most um, magnificent, I guess. And, um, you know, this, this, I don't know, three or four story place kind of just spreads out along, along the back of the property. And then there's the, these old steps that go down onto the lawn. And I, I guess, you know, you can go down further into the estate and down to the lake and whatever. And, and, um, so I, it was, it was quite symmetrical looking. So I, I immediately knew that, that would be what I wanted to do. I wanted to get the dogs at the top of the steps looking towards the property with the property in the background and make this panoramic image that was, you know, um, pretty symmetrical and have the dogs like bang in the middle. And, um, yeah, that's what we ended up doing. That was one of the first shots we did, I think, wasn't it, Sam? That we did, we did shoot a bit more and do some other different stuff after that. But I think that's one of the first things that we stopped and, and did. Yeah, because you want to um, you want to knock out your your trademark Craig shot first, um, especially yeah. if, if the dogs can handle it. Um, and so this is something that you're really well known for, which is these super wide um, 
that you call them dogaramas, which is which is beautiful. It's very much about the scene and the sense of the place. Um, and oftentimes, uh, yeah, having the dog in the in the middle makes perfect sense for something that's so symmetrical. Um, so yeah, what's your what's your uh, fancy aspect ratio that you like to shoot in? Or, or crop these two? Um, so, well, so um, I haven't quite cropped this particular image to the usual ratio, although okay. um, I do I do still have some work to do on it. So this image isn't like the final, final piece. Um, this, this what, what you'll see and what you'll be sharing is um, 70 images. As Ralph Barking. <laughs> so, Ralph's, Ralph's making what his big Ralph debut. <laughs> Ralph is like, I need to be famous. He says, stop um, talking about other so, dogs. Yeah, so, yeah, talk about me, Dad. Um, so, yeah, this is 70 images stitched together. Wow. Um, and, yeah, normally the aspect ratio that I, I present all of my dogoramas in is actually 2.76 to 1. Um, and the reason for that is that that is the ratio that um, you get from using Panavision film back in the day. Oh, cool. So it's a little nod to like the origins of, of you know, panorama and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that's why I crop that way. But yeah, this one, this one isn't quite finished. I have got a bit more to add to the sides. Um, but so far, I've built it from 70 shots. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it's natural um, light. It's with your medium format um, Fuji GFX 50S. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. correct. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, yeah, it's so so the file size from these things is huge when I put them together. But um, I, I love the look that it creates, um, that you can kind of get a, a slightly shallower depth of field and a panoramic image when you're not using a wide angle lens. And um, also, I, I am a big advocate, I guess, of printing and printing the bigger, the better. So this is actually something that I offer to my private clients. I shoot dogoramas for all my sessions pretty much now and, and lots of actually most of my clients are buying dogorama pieces and they are designed for large wall art pieces so the smallest size uh, dogorama I offer to clients is 32 inches on the long side yeah um, these these need to be yeah, most need people to be are buying huge. 45 or 60 inch yeah that's the whole purpose right the, I mean yes you you shoot in this way and you get a certain look with that shallow depth of field but at the same time you know I'm putting sometimes hours of work into creating these pieces for people and i'm not going to do that if they're going to just put it in an album or just print an eight by ten and frame it you know that's that's not what i'm doing this for like these super super high resolution stitches need to be shown off yes. big yes on someone's wall and that's that's what i that's what i want my clients to do that's what i think they look best at as you know in the way that they're presented and and the way that i have them printed so you know they don't get a choice of material um for printing these dogoramas it is a metallic finish acrylic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with black edging and that is how they are presented that's it there's not an option that's how i think this work looks best and bigger and shiny and metallic and yeah it really brings out the the definition and the the detail and the resolution that is in these images yeah we, we do we do the same sort yeah. of thing we don't give a ton of options for um for our private clients for for their their big art pieces they're they're big and they're incredible and they're metallic and they're shiny and they're everything that we want them to be nothing that we don't want them yeah. to be and then also yeah exactly yeah like if if you create a piece like this where you know there's so much detail and you've got that resolution there and you put it on a canvas you know a canvas is really good at hiding some things mm -hmm. and the detail and the crispness gets lost in the texture of canvas i think a lot of the time mm -hmm. and so I don't, I don't want these pieces on canvas they have to be printed this way to show them off to their best um yeah so that's what i that's what i do with these yes so if you're if if you're able to to look at this image on instagram um so i want i want you to picture this this next part because it's one of it's one of my favorite memories in life honestly and it's something i will i will <laughs> never i will never forget this moment of my life so if you look at uh if you're looking at the 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 photo and, and you see the two dogs and you see the 
the, the windows in the background, there's some large windows on the first story, and then there's um, windows in the second and third story. Uh, the second story over on the left, there, there's, a, there's a large uh, window, and we're in the middle of shooting, and the window opens up, and a man out of time leans out of it it's the duke himself he looks like rip van winkle like from like 1875 uh, he's he's unlike any other person that you've ever met in real life because he doesn't exist in real life but he does Do, does this <laughs> does this make any sense to you like he's like a character you know what i mean yeah yes yeah it's probably you know, he's he's definitely Definitely kind of um, an older, traditional kind of guy, isn't he, I think? And he's in his Sunday best. We were shooting on a Sunday morning, and yep. he was in his Sunday best. And, um, you know, his his country kind of tweed um, jacket and everything. And, yeah. And so he, um, he leans out the window, and he, he kind of picks up his dog and, and kind of, like, puts its two paws up on the window so it, so it can see as well. And he, he waves to us, and, he, and he's like... Hello, hello. What is what? What is it that you're doing? Um, because he sees us with Callum, and so obviously we're not in any trouble. And you know, Callum's saying, "Oh, we're doing a photo shoot for you know for the for the dogs." And I just remember him saying, "Like, oh, that's marvelous. It's just marvelous." He was so he was so lovely and so uh, yeah. exuberant. And I I was like, ended up coming outside and talking to us in the I end. Didn't know. he? Brought his dog out with him. I know he came I was like, out. Do you want me to photograph your dog as well while I'm here? <laughs> and he was like, No, no, you're here for you're here for these guys. Don't mind me. And um, yeah, and then um, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was really really interesting. Like I I've never spoken to like I don't know uh, anybody from aristocracy or yeah. anything like that. I wasn't quite sure if you know how we should be addressing a duke if there was a special way we should speak to them exactly. or whatever exactly so we and i'm just, just some like, hillbilly just from america weren't we oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah yeah and uh, so we were just having a bit of a chat with him and he was really interested in what what i was doing and what the project was and yeah i think um then then the duchess came out um as well and said hello didn't she we we did get to see um, her they were having they, i think tea outside yeah, and they were having tea outside, and they they asked us if they were if we were in their way. So they were tucked in in the corner somewhere, having their having their Sunday morning brunch, and um, asking us if, if if they were in the way of their shots. And yeah, and and then and then Callum started telling us some of the stories about you know the house and the history and uh, you know and who the Duke is like this. You know, I think I think. Lots of us have heard of, you know, the Duke of Wales or, you know, um, or no, what, you know, whatever, you know, William was the Duke of Cambridge or, you know, all of those like Dukes that are are well known, those kind of dukedoms or whatever that are well known. But I have never heard of the Duke of Bacluch before. I really didn't know who this man was or, you know, what he did or, Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And and then. Yeah, Callum started telling us all these stories about about who he is and what he does, and and actually, you know, how he has been an advocate all his life. Yeah, you know, I think I think he must be in his seventies, surely. Yeah, that's but right. how he's been an advocate all of his life for Scotland and for um, preserving nature and bringing wildlife back to Scotland, and and just the work that he's done in in terms of conservation and things like that. And I, I found that pretty fascinating and then he was telling us about you know the art collection and all of that do you remember that sam the art collection and the 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 art heist yes and and so just (laughs) just to put things in in perspective too for um uh, you know for our american listeners uh myself included because i don't know anything about dukes or or you know the aristocracy as as you were saying this is queen elizabeth's first cousin like the yeah, queen would come we, to this we house. We had no idea at the time either, right? And then that's probably for the best that we we knew nothing about this man other yeah, than probably, he was the yeah, duke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like this yeah. is the house where she would she would come over for tea and they would you know hang out. I don't know what 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 one does when you're yeah. a duke and a queen. You chill. Um, yeah. But uh, but yes, the the art heist. He he's the only person in the world to privately hold a da Vinci painting. Is that correct? I think it's a Da Vinci. Yeah, I I can never remember um, whether it was a Picasso or a Da Vinci. I think it's Da Vinci. I think it's Da Vinci because so, I think Picassos are are held privately um, 
more yeah, often. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe you're right. Yeah. So and and um, yeah, and it was stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, so the, this Da Vinci was stolen. I I vaguely remember the story about this on the news when I was younger. So this this uh, painting was stolen from the estate. And several years later, it just was randomly found in a police lockup. Um, so, um, yeah, he got it back and there it is. And Callum was telling us, wasn't he, about how, how now he, every time he leaves Bow Hill House and goes and stays at one of the other properties that he owns, that... Um, he takes this painting with him. He doesn't leave it behind anywhere. Yes, he, he, he also just slings it. Yes, he just go, slings go it in the back of the four wheel drive and right. takes this priceless piece of artwork everywhere he goes. <laughs> um, yeah, just um, just crazy, crazy stories and um, really, really fun. Like knowing some of these things that happen and, and have gone on in history and and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, it, it was, yeah. by the way, it was. It was and a if I'd have known that he was the Queen's first cousin, <laughs> then I would have insisted that I photographed his dog because then I could have got an an in to the the royal dogs right. as well. <laughs> no, no, I but, insist. But there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I insist. Let me photograph your beautiful little spaniel. Um, and and yes, the 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 painting uh, that he owns is it is Leonardo da Vinci's Madonna of the Yarnwinder. Um, okay. That's that's the name of the painting. I'll and have yes, to look up what that looks like. And yes, it was yeah. stolen in two thousand three, so, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I vaguely remember a story on the news from. I was still living in the UK then, and I vaguely remember a story on the news about a, a Da Vinci painting being yeah. being pinched. And, <laughs> I can yeah, I can imagine so, him just yeah, saying. So that is um. Oh, so so he he also owns um he's the the largest landowner in all of scotland is that right yeah yeah and i believe that he has the second largest art collection um outside of the queen or the royal family that's incredible um, as well (laughs) um so anyway so um yeah this this property has such such history this family have a huge history um whether you are a into aristocracy or royalty or or not um it's it's just a really interesting story and some fascinating stuff was learned during the time we were with these dandies yes. in Ontario's, wasn't it um, um and and so yeah, and so so about um the, our, our plan for that day was you know we'll start the shoot and then you know later on once uh kaylee and rebe and ken are done in edinburgh like they'll they'll come and they'll meet up with us and so uh i'd I had to text Kaylee like about um uh, about half an hour before they were due to arrive, and I said like when you get here, the Duke is here. Now he's everything you want him to be. Just be behaved, <laughs> and so yeah, make sure when they when they be pull on up, your best behavior. Yes, they're they're not like coming in blasting you know Spice Girls or, or whatever they're listening to in the in the car. Yeah. Um. But yeah. yes, I just said he's everything you want him to be, and he he really was. Um. And so, yeah, after they, they did eventually arrive and they, they, they hang out for a little bit. And then um, Callum was and, and you also, by extension, Craig, were so gracious enough to let uh, both Kaylee and Rebe photograph the Danny Dinmonts as well. Um, I don't even know if I've ever seen one of Kaylee's photos of, of these dogs because we shot, you know, 20,000 photos during this trip. And, and you know, <laughs> things have been a little wild since it's, then. Uh- yeah, it's been crazy since then. I haven't even gone through. I haven't even looked at all my Scottish images yet, let alone edited them all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really need to get stuck into some of those. Oh my god, it was uh, it was an incredible trip, and and there's there's many many more episodes of adventures in dog photography spent. We'll be spent talking about just the different things we did on on this trip because we did so much. It was incredible. Um, yeah. But it was, was action packed, nonstop. It, it was. It has, it has ups and its downs, and its its twists and its yes. turns, and its its highs and its lows. It definitely did. <laughs> um, no, it really, it really, really could be a very good movie, or you know, we uh, we we need to make movies about our adventures. I think. Yes, I. <laughs> it's in the works, <laughs> and um, yeah, and and so uh. Th- th- also like really extra special was after the shoot you know 
Callum invited us back to back to his house, and he he said he used to live in one of the wings of the main estate, but now he lives in a cabin that's on the property. He invited us back for you know tea and and cookies and that sort of thing, and um, it was a yeah. uh, it was beautiful. He showed us all of his um his woodworking. He's got these Dandy Dinmont um wood carvings that are gorgeous. They're incredible. Yeah, he carves, doesn't he? And yeah, and. Um, yeah, it was it was so lovely. So we went back with Callum and Kirsty and the two dogs to the to their little cottage on the estate, and mm-hmm. we had tea and short Scottish shortbread, and um, yeah, we just talked about dogs and photography and Scotland and the house and all of that for for the afternoon, really. <laughs> yeah, for for a few more hours, yeah, and, we and were there, we were there for a, for a while, and we were just in this, you know, this this like fairy tale forest and a little cabin in the middle of it with these with these dogs yeah. and these lovely people. Um, and, the yeah, uh, and, Lucy and they had um, they had border terriers as well, didn't they? When we got back there, I said, oh, I wish you wish you'd have said you got border terriers too, because I'd have still used border terriers. I know, um, they had such lovely yeah, dogs. so they had these really sweet dogs. Yeah, really, really lovely dogs. And I think it was Lucy that and, um, um, one of her tricks was that she would pray, um, which is one of yes. the cute, which is one of the cutest things I've ever it seen was, a dog do. It was so sweet. Um, yeah. when the, so she would be very, very sweet. She'd be on her back and, and he'd ask her to, to pray and she'd put her two little paws together. Um, you know, you can picture as if someone was praying and it was very, very sweet. Uh, and somewhere, I, I, I think I can find this maybe for, for the Instagram to share as well. I think I have a lot of photos of, of all of us holding those dogs like babies around the table. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and there was, um, oh, and the, the, uh, the, the branded merch as well, right? Oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, that's so, right. Um, so, yes. You- so, well, first of all, there was the whiskey. So there's there's a, a Dandy Dinmont Terrier Scottish whiskey that um, has got the the you know a picture of uh, a dog called Old Pepper, mm-hmm. and I can't remember where Old Pepper fits into the grand scheme of things in the history of the breed, but I think was one of the original dogs and is related to uh, Bowhill Lucy, mm-hmm. and so he showed us this like bottle of whiskey with the pictures on and then he had all this um branded merch for his for his beautiful dogs as well with like a pens and a um uh tote bags and stuff and he gave us all a little little gift when we left and um there's a there's a book a, a child story that's been written about um Bowhill Lucy as well and he had a couple of spare copies of the book and gave us a couple of copies as well, which That's is um, incredible. Which was so so nice of him. It's incredible. Um, you meet you yeah. meet a lot of very um, interesting yeah. characters in this very interesting job that yeah. is dog photographer. Definitely. Um, and it, by by far, uh, they were they were some of the most interesting, some of the sweetest. Uh, to see their connection to their dogs was was so lovely. To know that somewhere thousands of miles away from where you live and where I live, there's some else that has merch with their dog on it yeah (laughs) like every dog owner should have their own personalized merch shouldn't they exactly exactly (laughs) um it was yeah it it was such a special time and and, any other memories that that you can share from that any other fun stories that i'm not thinking of gosh um i i don't think so i i think yeah, the, just the just the chats and the learning about everything about the house and the history of the dogs and just yes. how lovely they were. Yes, every- like it was just uh, it was absolutely one of the best shoots I've ever done, and I certainly will remember it for a long time. And yeah, Callum and Kirsty were just fantastic, and um, I'm very grateful that that Callum reached out to me so quickly about same um, and, to, and to me by I've got extension. Dandy Dinmont Terriers. <laughs> I'm like I, what? I, so and, fast! I found the dogs that I thought were like the holy grail of dogs. Right. Um, without before I even got a mention of a uh, of a golden retriever or a border collie. That's so. right. That's right. I, I'm I'm very I'm very <laughs> yeah. lucky to have been able to come along for the ride. Um, so anyone who is on Instagram, by the way, you should definitely give Lucy Bowhill a follow. B O W H I L L. Um, and you can see a lot of photos of the Denny Denmons. You can see Callum, there's wood carving. Yeah. Um, you learn a lot about the dogs there. There's a lot of whiskey posts as well. 
for anyone that's, the, that's yeah, into that. Well, it's, you know, it's Scotland, right? Yes. But yeah, the, the um, yeah, Callum and his dogs are, are advocates for the breed and they have like a, a big event at Bow Hill House every year where they get all the dandy Dinmont Terriers to come and have a, like a, an afternoon tea in the, in the grounds of the <laughs> estate and, um, and all of that's all on Lucy's Instagram and yeah, it, it's just, it's just really awesome. I wonder, like, I, I you, love, um, I love when people are so into their 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 specific breed like this, and really so enthusiastic, and and just love these dogs so much. It's so awesome. Yeah, you know how they have like a like a murder of crows or, or that sort of thing. Like, I wonder what a a collection of dandy Dinmonts is called. Um, if anyone has it would suggestions, just be a Dinmont of dandies, surely a Dinmont, a Din, of, a Dinmont of dandies. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. I'm sure. Yes, amazing. <laughs> Uh, Craig, you mentioned that you are off to Australia in just a couple of days. What's next for you? Yeah, so I'm off to Australia tomorrow. It's it's um it's Chris, my husband's birthday, so we're just in Sydney for a couple of days for fun. Mm-hmm. Then I am heading up to Brisbane on Sunday to spend a few days with the fabulous Charlotte Reeves, who I run Unleashed Education with. And we will be working on some behind-the-scenes things cool. that are very exciting that we have coming up. And we will also be working on the awards. Um, so, for I guess for people who are listening that don't know, we are the new hosts of the International Pet Photographer of the Year Awards. Yeah, you are. And so we'll be doing some behind-the-scenes work for that. We will be having our judges training. So I'll be talking to you again next week, Sam, as mm-hmm, well, because mm-hmm. we've got the judges training calls while I'm up there. So we'll be we'll be giving the judges a rundown of how the systems work and, you know, all of that stuff. So you can check out um, more about the awards at petphotographyawards.com. And, um, yeah, entries are open until the 30th of June. So if you've got some images, you want some... Uh, feedback on your work from 16 of the best dog photographers on this whole entire planet Mm -hmm. then make sure you enter yes definitely Um, definitely enter um do you uh do you have to be a member of unleashed or anything like that to enter or can anyone enter no anyone can enter um members of unleashed education do get a free entry as well though so um the website for unleashed is unleashed.education um so members get a free entry um but yeah anyone can enter um we have trophies and certificates and cash prizes and we will be having the award ceremony live at shutterhound and i'm sure nobody listening to this has heard of what shutterhound might be Um, (laughs) but but yeah so we'll be having the award ceremony at the end of shutterhound in las vegas thanks to you guys for hosting it and having us there we're really excited this will be this is the fifth year that the awards have run the first time that there'll be like a an official like award ceremony or anything and we are very excited about it yeah i think you guys are doing huge huge things for for that for that award um it, itself and and then also uh i don't i don't want to um just <laughs> i don't want to uh self-congratulate myself but um uh, having having the caliber of judges that you have, myself included, um, but you know Kaylee and myself are, are just two of the judges. But having these people that that you do have on the list, and again, it go to go to the website to check out the full list of judges. But um, th- those are some amazing eyeballs that you're going to have on your images. I really can't wait yeah. to to see them myself to be able to judge. Um, I have <laughs> I always have feedback for people. Um, you may or may not like it, but it will be constructive. <laughs> yeah, well, that you know, that's the thing. I think feedback is hard sometimes, isn't it? Because you don't always hear what you want to hear. But, mm-hmm. you know, these people are um, extremely well known in the industry and we all want to raise you up. So any feedback that we're giving is constructive and it is, you know, there to help you. It's given with good intention. Right. We want to see the standard of this industry as as high as it can be we we want everybody to be successful and um yeah i think that shows in in the fact that everybody that we asked said yes and is willing to to you know join our team of judges and and provide that feedback you know we we asked all these people we didn't think that everybody would say yes and everybody did say yes and 
um, that can only be good for the entrance and, and the industry as a whole, 100, for sure. 100%. So I think uh, we've that... got such a special little niche and being <laughs> able to give give back to photographers. And, and yeah, I, I feel very um, grateful that I'm in a position that I get to be able to do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's really nice. Yes. And and the the award ceremony itself is going to be, you know, what closes uh, Shutterhound. And it's going to be, I think, just a really special way to, to kind of end the event by checking out some of the best images, um, not just from, you know, the instructors that are at Shutterhound, but from from people, just other dog photographers from all around the world, whether they're there in person or not, mm. uh, getting to celebrate their work on, you know, a, a pretty big stage in person in front of you know a couple hundred you know very dedicated um very passionate dog photographers i think that's going to be such a fun way to end it it's going to be it's going to be awesome i can't wait i can't wait to see what has been entered and start getting into the judging Mm -hmm. um we um we have had registrations like it's really a worldwide event you know we've had registrations from so many countries around the world um you know it's in the 20s oh that's very cool um, i'm not sure exactly how many but gosh it's it's a, it's it's truly international and it's very very exciting yeah well um, it's yeah in... so that's pretty much my focus at the moment <laughs> is on the ward stuff and yeah. then and then whatever else i get time to do but charlotte and i are sneaking in a little shoot or two for fun whilst i'm up there with her so yes yeah. will you see any um any broadway broadway you know stage shows while you're in uh city um yeah, so when we go to Sydney, we're going to see Beauty and the Beast. Oh, very nice, very um, nice. So yeah, so that's going to be so that's one we've never seen before. I, I don't, I believe there are two versions of Beauty and Beast for the stage. One is like the Disney version, and one is a, a, a another version. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know whether we're seeing the Disney version or the not Disney version. I'm not familiar with the music of this one either, so it's going to be all new for me, which is. Not often that I get to see a musical that I don't know anything about or what I'm what I'm going to see, so I'm quite excited. Well, the music will probably um, be better than the Back to the Future dinners. <laughs> <laughs> that was, con- but that ending on Back to the Future though was just spectacular, wasn't it? We can't yeah. spoil it for people, but I do not know how they did that at the no, end. But yes, it's it's um, really fun. I'm that- still I'm still baffled by it these the, to this day how yes. they how how they did what they did at the end of that musical. Yeah. I just don't know. I had this exact conversation with a, with a good friend of mine about the Back to the Future musical very very recently, and and it was like wow, like what and what amazing special effects, and the story's great, the music, I I don't know. I feel like my dog Junie could have written the music to to that, but that's... yeah, I don't. There's not really a song. It's not a, it's not a soundtrack or a cast recording that I've sought out to listen to since. Mm-hmm. I must say. Um, um, yeah, the one I'm most looking forward to seeing. Um, so Chris and I are just sorting out flights. We're hoping to come to New York for Christmas. And if you're around, you should come down. Um, I am so excited to go and see Hades Town. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, we, we listened to the soundtrack oh, actually, during you know, our trip. We played the soundtrack, didn't we, when we were on our trip in Scotland. Um, but I have not seen it on stage, but I love the music from it. It's absolutely incredible. The story is brilliant. And we're, yeah, we're trying to sort out a, a trip to New York just before Christmas to be able to go and see Hades Town. And then we'll pop home and see our, see our mums. Um, back in Guernsey after that and have Christmas at home this year. Oh, that's lovely. And who's saying... Christmas in the summer, for everybody in the Northern Hemisphere, it's summer here at Christmas and it sucks. It's not really Christmas. It's like Christmas in Florida, but with less guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely less guns. Yeah, which, which, which but the... yeah, summer Christmas, not fun. Yeah, yeah, not I, fun. I fully agree. You need some snow. Which which one of the cats is saying hello to us right now? That's Milfoy. Milfoy. Yeah. Milfoy's like so. It um it is winter right now. It's pretty cold, and he's like, "Excuse me, you turned off my heater. Why have I got no heat blasting at me? Please put it back on, or I'm gonna meow at you and tread all over your keyboard until you listen to me." <laughs> uh, Milfoy, who you also see featured on uh, the Adventures in Dog Photography Instagram, if you do scroll back far enough, um, some beautiful photos that we did back in New Zealand. Um, Craig, you've given me too much of your time today. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. You are, uh, you're a scholar, you're a gentleman. Uh, you are my favorite dog photographer that doesn't have red hair. 
And um, you're always a, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you, Sam. It's always fun talking to you. I miss you guys. I can't wait to see you actually in person in September. Yes. It's been more than a year. Anybody that wants to see Craig live in person and me in the same building at the same time, come to Shutterhound September 5th, 6th, 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 and 7th at the Mirage in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, It's going to be a a hoot. Um, We're going to be having some fun. I'm going to talk about color with no you in it. And, uh, and then I'm going to be sharing the stage with Charlotte and talking about some tips for dog photography. Mm-hmm. You want so you want a learner thing or that. two? That's the place to go. Um, all right, Craig, my friend, I will talk to you soon. Thank you again for being on today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye, Craig. I'll see you soon. Adventures in Dog Photography with Kaylee Greer and Sam Haddix is a Dog Breath production. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.